When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Epilogue. Treaty. Almost everything was back to normal. The good pre-zombie normal. In less time than I would have believed possible, the hospital welcomed Carlisle back with eager arms, not even bothering to conceal their delight that Esme had found life in L.A., so little to her liking. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Arkey. And this is Twilight and Quarantine from Hot and Bothered. I, I'm insulted that Esme fake didn't like my hometown. Wow. You should take it really personally. I'm sure there was like an at Vanessa Zoltan somewhere that got edited out. Did you read the acknowledgments? No, I celebrated that I had read it and then immediately ran over to my What I've Read diary and wrote it down and was like, done. Wow. Um, You missed some gold content. Did you know that a lot of the werewolves are named after her siblings? No, I did not know that. She also lists all of her favorite bands as the last acknowledgement, like the most important one where people usually like think their spouse or something. Like multiple bands. Wait, I have it up. Okay. And finally, thank you to the talented musicians who inspire me, particularly the band Muse. There are emotions, scenes, and plot threads in this novel that were born from Muse songs and would not exist without their genius. Also, Linkin Park, Travis, Elbow, Coldplay, Majoric Fair, and My Chemical Romance. Brand new, The Strokes, Armor for Sleep, Arcade Fire, and The Fray have all been instrumental in staving off writer's block. Arcade Fire and The Fray? Literally could not be more different bands. Linkin Park? (laughs) Like, that's hilarious. Okay, Julia, do you want to recap what happens in the epilogue? Yeah. On your mark. Get set. Go. Bella's back in school and she got a B in algebra because she missed a test. Um, And Edward sits next to her in every class and she is grounded. So she keeps calling Jacob, but she can't go over there. And Jacob doesn't want to talk to her and it's so rude and it hurts her so much. Um, Then Jacob shows up and there's like a little tiff. Um, Jacob is like, you can't even bite Bella. And she's like, it's none of your business. And then he's brought the motorcycle to get her ground. She's like, I'm already grounded. And then it ends. Calculus, not algebra. Oh, sorry. Math. She's not in the eighth grade. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Three, two, one, go. So um, Edward and Bella only spend two hours apart every day from nine o'clock when he gets kicked out to 11 o'clock, which is Charlie's bedtime. 
Um, Charlie is so mad at Bella that she had a motorcycle that he's thinking about killing her. Jacob and Edward have this big standoff and Edward is like, thank you for keeping her alive. And he's like, don't thank me. I hate you. And Jacob is like, I don't know if I can still try to keep my promise. And then he holds his fingers like he can't even really reach her anymore. What was that last part? Jake says, miss you, he mouthed. One of his hands reached toward me, his fingers outstretched, like he wished they were long enough to cross the distance between us. Me too, I choked out. My hand reached toward his, across the wide space, like we were connected. The echo of his pain twisted inside of me. His pain, my pain. Jake. I don't know how I missed that. That was riveting. (laughs) It also, it's straight up Jane Eyre, right? Like, I feel like there's a cord of communion between us. And if it were to be severed, I would take to bleeding inwardly. Wow. Wow. Next thing you're going to start quoting Twilight like that. (laughs) Beware. (laughs) Beware, wolves. Okay. Breaking news. Do-do-do. Breaking news. Okay, I think the Cullens just forge every single document they've ever needed because it says that the Cullens are ahead of Bella in their schoolwork. So they've just pretended they've gone to high school the whole time they are away. They're little sneaks. (laughs) Totally. What high school do we think that they went to in L.A.? What high school do we think they went to in L.A.? Brentwood. No, I think they went to West Beverly High, which is a fictional high school, but it's the high school represented in Beverly Hills 90210. And I think they're like, people in Forks don't know that's fake. I totally went to school with Dylan and Brandon, (laughs) and I'm out of names. Donna, Donna, (laughs) Donna Martin. And I was part of the Donna Martin graduates protest. Yeah, so funny. I agree. Any other breaking news? Bella has turned into a total ice queen this chapter. She absolutely roasts Jacob for bringing that motorcycle to her house and says, do you want Charlie to have a heart attack like Harry? (gasps) That is ice cold. Oh, my God. I was so raised by a Jewish mother that that didn't even register for me. Like that was (laughs) Jewish guilt. It's like you were 10 minutes late for curfew. I thought you were dead. I called 911 and someone probably had a heart attack and didn't get an ambulance because I had been clogging up the line. (laughs) Like that's the logic of Jewish mothers. But to reference someone in his community that had recently died, like that is so hardcore. I love it. Bella, you're ready to be a Jewish mom. Convert from Mormonism. (laughs) Vanessa, breaking news. Okay, so breaking news number one, Jacob sucks now. And it's so sad, but he sucks so hard. He is like, you have to choose Edward or me, basically. And he's he's just like making things dramatic that don't need to be dramatic. Like he's like, you've chosen. And he's trying to control her by like, if she wants to become a vampire through a bite, then like that should be her choice. He's just like using all these really high stakes things to try to control Bella. And I think it's, crappy. I think it's like Edward levels of crappy. It's also like Edward and Jacob swapped personalities in this chapter. Also, breaking news, Jacob is still growing. He was six foot five last time we checked in. 
I don't know how tall he is now. It can't be like an inch because you don't notice that. So it means mm-hmm. he's like at least six foot seven now. Yeah, totally. So he's still growing. And then my other piece of breaking news was like, I got really sold on the idea of mind reading. I've been very anti-mind reading. I'm like, I don't want to know what people are thinking. But it's so helpful in this chapter. And I actually think a lot of miscommunications would be missed if I could just read people's minds. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, mind reading. Cool. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a 180 from where you were earlier. It was more like I saw the upsides. I just still mm-hmm. don't think I want it. I think the way that mind reading would play out for me is that I would become like an obsequious people pleaser. Like I would hear that like you were like, I don't know if this outfit looks good. And I'd be like, that outfit looks great. <laughs> I think it would not be healthy for me. And I think it's impressive how healthy Edward is under the circumstances. I mean, it seems like most people only compliment him, except for Jessica, the realist. <laughs> but like everyone else is like, he's beautiful. He's smart. But they're like, he's snobby. He's weird. Good for him. Staying true to his morals. Yeah, I think it would mess with me. What about moments of genuine enjoyment, Julia? Well, we found that Edward had gone to Harvard, <laughs> which I love because you and I both used to live and mentor Harvard first years. And the idea that Edward could have <laughs> been one of them was hilarious. He would be a nightmare. Wait, what version of nightmare? Like, which prototype of Harvard freshman nightmares would he be? Like, thinks he's above the rules, thinks he knows everything, also wants to study every single subject and, like, won't listen to any kind of reason about what that would actually be like. Like, first semester would be like, I want to take six classes. Totally. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he doesn't sleep, so he has more reason that that would be okay. Yeah, It's making me wonder if I had Edward and I, like, wasn't a good advisor to him. Because, like, I've had students who are like, no, I want to take six classes. And I'm like, that's literally not allowed. And they're like, you don't understand. I don't need to sleep. And I'm like, everyone needs to sleep. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just should have listened to them. Yeah. Well, they didn't say you were a vampire. Well, they're not allowed to. That was breaking the Volturi rule. And they didn't want to endanger me. Wow. Think of all the little vampires we could have mentored better. Ugh. Anyway, little Edward. Go crimson. Ooh, so true. Um, my other, this was actually pure gold. Bella and Edward are like doing some like lovey stuff in front of Jacob. Edward's like, I'm only going to leave if you want me to. And she turns to him and goes, never. And then Jacob makes a gagging noise. <laughs> I'm like, me too. Gross. I loved it too. I hope he stuck his finger a little down his throat, like mime-wise, not like induced vomiting-wise, but like, ugh. It's like such a clutch mime moment. Yeah. Do you have any genuine enjoyment? Yeah. I know it's patronizing, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to justify this, but I was really touched that it felt like maybe it was because of the mind reading, but it felt like Edward was hearing the pain that Jacob was in rather than like the words and the attitude that he was fronting. And he was like, I just want to thank you. Like you were really good to Bella while I was gone. And I really liked the way he said, I'm only ever leaving again on her orders. Like I will respect her orders if she ever tells me to leave, but until she does, I'm staying. And I just thought he was like really clear and communicating. And I also think... Like he was explaining to Bella that 
he would maybe have to kill Jacob, which would suck, but it would be because Jacob wouldn't be able to control himself. But then he was like, because he's so young, which I I feel like was an empathy thing. He was like, it wouldn't be his fault. I don't know. I just felt like Edward was, he's 109 and I feel like he was acting like a 22 year old and usually he's acting like a 16 year old. I also liked when he was like, and I owe you a favor. Feel free to cash in. I was like, so true. You do owe him a favor. Buy him a bigger house with a bedroom that's big enough for a queen-size bed. California king at 6'7". Like, I fit in a queen and I'm 5'4". Julia, what advice do you have for us today? So I really felt bad for Bella. She and Edward have been dating for years. And every time she looks at Edward, she's still so overcome by how hot he is that she can't form coherent thoughts and loses her train of thought. Let me read to you. They're in the car, they're driving, they're having a normal conversation about like whatever, fighting about vampires, etc. Then she says this, every time I looked at his face, that impossibly perfect face, my heart pounded strong and healthy and very there in my chest. This time, the pounding raced ahead of its usual besotted pace. I recognized the expression on his statue's still face. Okay, So this is a huge impediment to any kind of like cognitive progress she wants to make in her life. Like we all have to have thoughts and they're constantly interrupted. So I Googled how to act normal around your crush and wrote down a few of some salient WikiHow answers. Okay. (laughs) One, act moderately occupied around them. Done. She has the word search book. So she needs to be using that more. Two, pretend the person is not there. This I found very funny, but hard to execute in the moment. Three, she could actually put to use. Don't stare too much. Give them quote unquote sly looks and then look around the room. Love that for her. Four, separate your idea of them from reality. This Bella totally should do. She has no conception of Edward's actual actions and just loves to fantasize about him. Five, a piece of evergreen advice that we've repeated multiple times, practice talking normally to other people, something Bella does not do. (laughs) Can I add a piece of advice to how to act normally around your crush? Sure. I like to be just like 3% mean to my crushes. Keep them humble. You can't be too mean because then it's flirting and like pigtail pulling, but like a step above that. Okay. What would you do to Edward that's just a little bit mean? Yeah. Like if he showed up, I'd be like, oh, you need concealer. The circles under your eyes are really bad. Wow. After all this time of saying, don't say mean comments about how people look. Here you are. (laughs) Don't say mean comments about how people look unless you're in love with them and sort of shouldn't be. Yeah, I get that. I like that. When they text you, like text back and then they text you back and then walk away from your phone for like 15 minutes. Totally. Like, so they know that you are available to text. You're just not. (laughs) That is so psychological. Vanessa, this is like not usually a problem in my life because I don't have a ton of crushes. But yeah, no, I love being just like a little mean. Do you have any advice? I do. So my advice is actually based on a lesson that I think that Bella should have learned from Romeo and Juliet. In Romeo and Juliet, miscommunication causes so many problems that they both die. And like it causes a problem here. Jacob thinks that you're not coming over to visit him because Edward is preventing you and really it's because you're grounded. Like 
Bella, you should tell Billy that you aren't allowed to go to La Push because you're grounded. Even though Jacob isn't talking to you, Billy is like a pretty reliable passer-honor of information. That's passer-O-N-N-E-R, not passer-H-O-N-O-R. Got it. Let's role play, okay? Sure. I'll be Bella and you be Billy. And remember, you have to, when I ask for Jacob, you have to be like, no, okay? Okay. Ring, 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 ring. You have to answer the phone because I'm calling you. I was letting it ring twice. I don't want to seem desperate. Okay, sorry. Let's start again. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm too bossy. Ring, 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 ring. Hello? Oh, hi, Billy. It's Bella. Hi, Bella. What can I do for you today? Is Jacob there? Nope. He doesn't want to talk to you. Look, Billy, I understand that he doesn't want to talk to me, but can you please just tell him that I'm not visiting him because I'm grounded? Otherwise, I would just show up at your house again, break in right past you, and storm into his bedroom and break the law like I did last time. Got it. At least you're consistent. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Billy. That's a hang-up noise. See, I just think that That would help so much. Then Jacob wouldn't come over with the motorcycle, trying to get her grounded and away from Edward. Over-communicate, you know? I also think it's totally one of those situations where Jacob is just like, you know, two feet from the phone and being like, what's she saying? What's she saying? Every time she calls. Totally. He could probably literally hear it for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Billy wouldn't even have to be the middleman. Like, Jacob is clearly obsessed with whatever Bella is saying. Yeah. Um, Okay. What other advice do you have, Julia? So, my other piece of advice is about the treaty. Everyone is acting like the treaty cannot be changed. They're all like constitutional literalists. They're like, this is the word of the old (laughs) people and we must follow it to a T. And I'm just like, they should, you know, make an amendment, make an updated treaty, like have the treaty reflect modern situations. Because clearly right now it's not working for either group. Like the Werewolves are never sleeping and constantly being changed into werewolves to protect themselves from vampires who are not eating people. So, like, this is no longer relevant to the situation and it needs to be revised. Yeah, and I love the idea of, like, calling up RBG and being like, can you come here and litigate this? Like, we need a really good judge. We're so sorry to hear that you've been sick lately. Because I feel like the whole fate of the world is already resting on her shoulders, and her shoulders are so strong because she exercises all the time, so she could probably handle the weight of this also. Yeah, they definitely need an intermediary because they don't seem to have good communication strategies. I have a little bit of hope between Carlisle and Sam that they could figure something out. They both seem pretty mature, but like Jacob as the intermediary clearly isn't working. Yeah, Jacob would be like a great judge on The Voice, but not a great judge on like a panel of a government yet. I think he should practice on The Voice in order to become a higher court judge later. So like you think those skills are applicable like any kind of judging a singing contest could apply to judging like an actual court case. Are you telling me that Christina Aguilera and Adam Levine are not low-level judges? I don't know if Christina Aguilera is on there, but I think Kelly Clarkson is. Kelly Clarkson is totally about to become a federal circuit level judge because what doesn't kill her makes her stronger. And she's just going to keep getting stronger and stronger. Wow. I mean, and that is happening to Jacob. He just keeps getting stronger and stronger, bigger and bigger. So Kelly Clarkson is paving the way for Jacob. Wow. Good luck to them. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Do you have a second piece of advice? Yeah. My second piece of advice is that college shouldn't be a plan B. It should be a plan A. And I'm very confused because college being plan B is contingent for Bella on whether or not Carlisle or Alice will change her at the end of high school. And I don't get it because I don't think that being a vampire is a full-time job. And so my advice to Bella is, like, not to be one of those lazy loafing vampires, but to, like, follow in Carlisle's footsteps and be, like, a super productive vampire. And so I think Bella should, like, go to medical school or go and become a teacher or become, like, a social worker and get really involved in, like, the foster care system. Like, I don't understand why she's, like, I'm going to be a vampire, so I'm going to be rich, so I'm just going to sit around and do nothing. I believe in sabbaticals, like she should work for seven years and then take a year or two off. I'm all for it. But I just like don't like that she isn't planning for a productive future at all. She has eternity. Like she should be trying to think of how to make the world a better place. I know. And it's clear that some vampires do go to college. Like all of the Collins have been multiple times. Jasper just graduated from Cornell studying philosophy. Yeah. Did he graduate? He just did freshman year. He just transferred. (laughs) from Cornell back to high school studying philosophy. Yeah, be a philosopher and like talk about like modern morality and like show off your skills by becoming a writer on The Good Place. Like I don't care what you do, but like you should be trying to make the world a better place. Yeah, I mean, doctor's obviously not the career for her given her fainting and, you know, modern morality also doesn't seem to fit given she has no morals. Um, I'm sure she'd write an interesting, interesting thesis about it though. She'd be like, what are morals? Just let people murder. As long as I love them. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Did you write anything in your Twilight Diary? Yeah, I have another moment of Bella being ice cold when Team Jacob gets the killing blow when she refers to Jacob as the leftover unresolved character. I know. Like, we all know that he's the leftover unresolved character. We said that last week as to what needed to happen in the epilogue. But for her to say it outright, like... That's harsh. Yeah. And she's like, what even happens to Paris? Oh, he dies and no one cares. <laughs> I know. There are certain things that are so true. No one needs to say them out loud. Totally. Do you have anything in your Twilight Diary? I only have one thing in my Twilight Diary, and it's a complaint. It annoys me that Edward is like, we don't have to worry about Bella because no vampire powers work on Bella. But we know that Jasper's powers, at minimum, work on Bella. Alice's powers, I think it's arguable. We don't know if she, like, only sees James or, like, she saw, like, only half of what happened to Bella by jumping off the cliff. So, like, I think you could make an argument that Alice's powers only half work on Bella. But Jasper's powers for sure do. 
So they have no reason to believe that the Volteri won't be able to find Bella. And it's so annoying. Yeah, I mean... I think I think it's one of those things where like you're a writer and you like dig yourself into a hole and you're like, oh, shit, it's not adding up. Like, I'm just going to stitch it together and like cruise on by that fact, you know? Yeah. When they do that, like on TV shows, they're like, oh, we set up that plot point and we can't get that actor back. So we're going to recast it as a totally different actor and no one will notice. Like, that's fine with me because like. TV, like, happens over time and, like, real humans are at stake. Like, I get it. But with novels, there's no reason. Bella at that dinner table should have been like, then why can Jasper's powers work on me? And they can be like, oh, that's interesting. I still don't think. Just allow for ambiguity. It's so annoying. Do you know what? I don't blame Stephanie Meyer. I blame Linkin Park. (laughs) I think Linkin Park probably has holes like this in their songs. And I also can't name you a single Linkin Park song, but I think that they drove Stephanie Meyer down the wrong path here. Yeah, sure. I believe that. It definitely wasn't Muse or Arcade Fire. (laughs) Arcade Fire would never. (laughs) Julia, last care package item for the book. What have you got? Wow. You've set me up for failure here because I'm getting her SAT prep books. (laughs) Why why did I set you up for failure? Because you made it sound like it was going to be fun and exciting. And instead, I got her like math problems that are so weird. They're not even math problems. No, I set you up so well for this because I was like, go to college. Yeah, I just want her to be able to achieve her dreams or her non-dreams. That should be her dreams, as the case may be. (laughs) Amen. What are you going to get her? Well, I want to get her a lot of word puzzle books because it seems as though they were really helpful to her before. And she is going to be grounded for a super long time. So I think she should get a lot of word puzzle books. And then I also think that she should start creating the false paperwork now. Like, I think that she should create a birth certificate that says she was born 10 years before she was or eight years after she was. I just think that in order to live all of the different lives that I want for her to live, she needs like all these different diplomas. And it suddenly made sense to me why Alice was good at forging things. I was like, oh, yeah, you need to. So I think that they should get started on those forgery processes because Alice recently said that it takes her a good amount of time to forge a passport. That's so true. However, she definitely doesn't need birth certificates saying she's older than she looks. She's never going to be able to drink at a bar. Because she's going to be stuck at 19 forever. Like, yeah, she okay, might want one sure. that says she's 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, like, assumed that she would just, like, pretend to be older when the time comes. Like, she doesn't want to start drinking now, it seems. She doesn't even want to get married now. <laughs> Do you know what would help her want to get married now? A couple drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know in order to want to drink, you have to be married. <laughs> That's why you and I have never had a sip of alcohol. <laughs> So before we tell you what is absolutely definitely going to happen in the next book, just a couple of announcements. Ariana Nettleman is taking a week off, so there won't be any episodes next week. We're so proud of Ariana for taking vacation. She's leading the way in a relaxation ministry, and she's really showing us what life is supposed to look like, and we're very proud of her. I think this is the first week off she's taken in 17 years. So congratulations, Ariana. When we come back, it will not be the full book recap and the movie recap. We have realized that those are better as Patreon perks than they are as episodes in the feed. So you can find them over 
on our Patreon for just $5. For the $5, you can also hear Bella's self-help tapes from the last several months. And then Julia wrote a very helpful self-help tape for Victoria. So if you, like Victoria, want to be a serial killer, Julia has written the self-help tape for you. And you can go over to patreon.com slash hotandbotheredrompod to get all that content. So we'll see you in just a little over a week where we are going to be starting the book Ellipses which will be one week, one chapter at a time, releasing on Wednesdays. And if your book is called Eclipse, you have the wrong one by Ellipses. So what do you think is going to happen in Ellipses? I think that Jacob and Victoria get together. I think that they become like X-Men, like mutant warriors. And they are like both so hot that they're like, it would be a crime against humanity if we don't have babies. It was like when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie decided to have babies together and the world was just like, thank you. Yes, this should definitely happen. So I think that Jacob and Victoria are going to get together and they are going to love each other so much. They're going to be like, oh, my God, we should rewrite the treaty. They're going to be like, ring, 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 ring. RBG, can you come out here? We need some consultants to help write the treaty. And she's like, sure. Maybe I should become a vampire so I can live forever and be on the Supreme Court forever. And they're like, yeah, but we have to rewrite the treaty first because right now you're not allowed to be bit at all. And she's like, yeah, okay, let's rewrite the treaty. And so I think that Jacob and Victoria's love is going to lead to like a new era of peace in Washington state. It's like a legal thriller romance novel with RBG as one of the main characters. Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. And Carlisle would totally turn RBG into a vampire because she's hot. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, a WikiHow article from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I am not as good at cold burns as Bella anymore. The student has become the teacher. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Have a great week off, and we will talk to you soon when we start reading Eclipse. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.